This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Well, howdy. Welcome to The Good Life here every Saturday on KNSS. It's all about food, wine, and fun. Today, it's about mead and fun and food, okay? Uh, If you thought you knew about mead, uh, you're probably like me. You had some basic ideas. Maybe you've even had a couple different meads. But there's so many uh, flavors and uh, diversified representations of what honey can be fermented into. It is a fermented beverage. The guy who makes it at Superstition Meadery is Zeke Payton. He's nice enough to be part of the program today. You need to go to superstitionmeadery.com. Uh, for me, as an Arizona guy who went to pilot training at Williams Air Force Base in Phoenix and saw the Superstition Mountains everywhere, the name caught caught me by a ten, by surprise. But uh, it's a great name and started in Prescott, Arizona. Zeke, tell us a little about about Jennifer and Jeff, the young couple that uh, put the program together. Yeah, so, um, you know, Jeff and Jen started the company uh, about nine years ago now. It was 2012. And um, the way that this all kind of came about, you know, Jen's from, they're both from the East Coast. Um, Jen's from the Boston area. Jeff's from Maryland. Uh, we actually grew up not too far from each other. Uh, Jeff was a longtime firefighter, and um, Jen one year got him a home brewing kit as a gift, you know, try out as a hobby. And so he was a home brewer for a little while, and they were living down in Phoenix. And, uh, he realized, you know, started making some meat and realized that all the meat he made was much better than the beer that he made. <laughs> so uh, when they were kind of looking at moving out of Phoenix and up here to Prescott, they decided to jump in and give it a go with the meadery. They were really happy with what they were doing. Uh, so they started out uh, sharing space with a small winery over Skull Valley, which is just over the hill from Prescott. Next and uh, what was that? Wow, it's a great story. Um, I think I want to know why Arizona. Was it because of the availability of a diverse type and range of honey? Uh, They were here. So I think, you know, they love Prescott and they wanted to move up here. And it was working out. And we do have really great honey here in Arizona. Uh, like you said, we have a wide range, but there's also an abundant supply of wildflower honey. What we use for the majority of 
our meads. Uh, so typically we have two honeys that we'll use mostly. We'll use an Arizona wildflower and then we use mesquite. Uh, but we do use different honeys for different things. So for our anniversary, we're doing traditionals of nine different Arizona honey varietals. Uh, so some of them are the same varietal, but from different locations. Um, so I think we have seven different types of honey from nine different locations. Wow. Uh, and it really is a wide array, and it's it's kind of everywhere. It's very cool to see what you can get from the desert. Yeah. I, I guess... You know, when you think of wine making or beer making, any kind of ferment, uh, fermentation science product, uh, the end result is usually based on high quality of the ingredients you start with. Um, exactly. And honey is one of those things, and I think people think, oh, you just ferment honey, and that there's so many different things. Can you can you give us the, the novice version, the uh, layman's terms? of what you do on a daily basis at Superstition Meadery? Sure. So uh, mead is made from honey, water, and yeast at the very least. So we got to start with those. Uh, honey on its own, just sugar and water. And a couple other things. There's some acid and some other things going on in there. But the amount of sugar that's in honey makes so that's why we don't have to keep it cold, even though there's a small amount of water in there. There's just too much honey to ferment. So we want to blend that down with some water. So we'll get our honey and our water mixed up and we'll add our yeast. And the thing about honey is it has absolutely no nutrients for yeast. It is not a very hospitable place to microbes and they don't live very well there. So as we ferment, we make sure that we take nice and good care of it by feeding our fermentations every day, making sure that we're getting all the CO2 out, we kind of have to help it along for the first while of fermentation. Once our fermentation's done, we'll take that and we'll kind of decide which method of finding we want to use depending on what product it is that we're making. And um, so that's where we're trying to get everything to settle out to start clearing it up. Once we do that, we'll take it off that cake and we'll start looking at adding any other ingredients that we might need to whether that be fruit, spices, hops, uh, peanut butter powder, <laughs> uh, you know, whatever it is that we've dreamt up that we're going to do with this meat, we'll do that next. Uh, then we'll filter it and we'll send it off to packaging. We also make a bunch of uh, cider and we make some wine too. So every now and again, we'll blend those processes as well. So uh, cider, meat, blend is called a sizer. Uh, we have a great guy named Dwight. He lives down outside of Tucson. Um, he's the only commercial cider press in Arizona, I believe. I think English Family Farms, but he brings up apple juice forests, organic Arizona apples. Uh, so we have a line of sizers that we make with those. We do some piments, which is a grape wine and mead blend. Uh, and so with stuff like that, instead of adding our water, we would just use that fruit juice and that would be our dilution. Uh, so we have a couple different things. Sometimes we ferment with the fruit. Sometimes we add the fruit afterwards. Uh, and we have different thoughts on why we do that for different products and what exactly we're looking to extract out of the fruit and its flavor. You know, But it's all just kind of holding its hand and making sure it's still tasting great and 
well, which is the fun part. Yeah, but fermentation is a relatively simple process. And since I pay attention and know most about wine, I, I figured honey would be so high in sugar content that you would have to control the fermentation to keep from getting too high of alcohol. Partially, partially mitigated by mixing it with water, thinning it down. But then you said something about the fermentation process that that I'm uh, I, I want to learn more. You you say you have to babysit it, and you've got yeast in there, but the yeast won't eat the sh- the natural sugars of the honey. You have to add stuff to keep it keep it keep it percolating. It'll eat it, but yeast need other things to work. Uh, so typically, you know, even with a lot of wines, um, you know, there are people that do the nothing added, nothing taken wine. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I've had some great wine like that, but if you look at a lot of wine made, they've got to add some kind of nutrient. So most fruit doesn't have much nutrient for yeast. Um, you know, they need some source of nitrogen, uh, things like that. So grain has a lot of that which makes beer fermentations just kind of move along pretty well yeah. uh, because of the amount of sugar in mead, you know, the more sugar you have, the more stressful it is to yeast. We have to really make sure that they have everything that they need to deal with that stressful environment, because as they're going along, they're also creating CO2 and alcohol, two things that are very stressful to yeast. So every day we'll make sure that we get the CO2 out of our mead. Um, we add those nutrients back in that the yeast have consumed to ensure that they're going to be able to continue moving through this fermentation, not creating any off flavors or anything like that. Uh, we also have to manage the pH pretty closely. You yeah. think when you eat honey, it's very sweet, but the pH of mead drops very quickly to a, an area where yeast don't like to ferment. Uh, so it's a little too low to have a healthy fermentation. So we have to manage that and kind of bring that up in addition to adding our nutrients. Huh. Interesting. Well, uh, you know, it's uh, it's a complex process. And while you were talking, Zeke, I couldn't wait any longer. I was going to pull the cork so you could hear it pop. But I pulled the cork out of the Mead Town. Uh, it's a 375 bottle uh, looking like a wine bottle. Uh with my bad eye, I can tell you it looks like 13% alcohol by volume. But what what I really liked is one year in New Oak Barrel. Uh, when we take a break, we'll come back and we'll talk about that part of it. And But I got to tell you, I stuck my beak in here, and the oak is less pronounced than I would have thought it would be, but it's there and, and smells marvelous. But I kind of got... Uh, a hint of a little bit of sherry kind of a smell, uh, just very subtle, but that, that kind of went away. And then now it's fresh and uh, the combination of, of oak and, and uh, I, I'm going to say fruit flavors as a descriptor, but or fruit aromas, this, wine's, this, this wine, this mead smells so good. And I, I would have guessed it to be higher alcohol, but... Mm. We'll talk more about it. Zeke, let's go to one more break. When we come back, we'll talk about the use of oak barrels, of some of the adjuncts that you use, and the the diverse quantity of product that you make. And, folks, the answer is you got to go where you got to start is superstitionmeadery.com. 
That'll open up four uh, separate links, locations where they're located, obviously, including the restaurant in downtown Phoenix. The web store where you can buy. And by the way, through the 18th of this month, so even if you miss the virtual tasting tonight, you can order online if you're outside of Kansas or Wichita. And you can get it a, a, a 20% discount and free shipping on any of the products you ordered. All you got to do is use the code GOODLIFEGUY. Details at my website, goodlifeguy.com. Learn about the Mead Club and the main site also at superstitionmeadery.com. We'll be right back with more Mead fun after this short break. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. Nerd Wallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation. Find your next credit card or loan for a big purchase and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. 